Let us be attentive. Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of our fathers, for you are just in all you have done. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews. Let us be attentive. Brethren, by faith, Abraham sojourned in the land of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked forward to the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And what more shall I say? For time will fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, received promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, won strength out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and scourging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, stoned, they were sawn in two, they were tempted, they were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering over deserts and mountains, and in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, though well attested by their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had foreseen something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect. Peace be with you, the reader. Wisdom arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Let us be attentive. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, and Judah the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar, and Perez the father of Hezron, and Hezron the father of Ram, and Ram the father of Amminadab, and Aminadab the father of Nashon, and Nashon the father of Salmon, and Salmon the father of Boaz by Rahab, and Boaz the father of Obed by Ruth, and Obed the father of Jesse, 
and Jesse the father of David the king, and David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah, and Solomon the father of Rehoboam, and Rehoboam the father of Abijah, and Abijah the father of Asa, and Asa the father of Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat the father of Joram, and Joram the father of Uzziah, and Uzziah the father of Jotham, and Jotham the father of Ahaz, and Ahaz the father of Hezekiah, and Hezekiah the father of Manasseh, and Manasseh the father of Amos, and Amos the father of Josiah, and Josiah the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the deportation to Babylon. And after the deportation to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Shealtiel, and Shealtiel the father of Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel the father of Abiud, and Abiud the father of Eliakim, and Eliakim the father of Azor, and Azor the father of Zadok, and Zadok the father of Achim, and Achim the father of Eliud, and Eliud the father of Eleazar, and Eleazar the father of Mathon, and Mathon the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David were 14 generations, and from David to the deportation to Babylon, 14 generations, and from the deportation to Babylon to the Christ, 14 generations. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together. She was found to be with child of the Holy Spirit and her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Jesus woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not, until she had born a son, and he called his name Jesus. To the herald of the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. For he looked forward to the city which has foundation, whose builder and maker 
is God. These are the words of the Apostle Paul in his letter to the Hebrews, chapter 11. In the Gospel reading for today, we have received a listing of names which describe different generations of the same family ancestry, of the same family tree. And we're given not just a few of these generations, but rather 42 layers of generations, three groups of 14 of the same family that received the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what the Apostle and Evangelist Matthew gives us. Now let's think for a minute, just briefly, as to why the Evangelist Matthew would write down the family tree of Jesus, the family tree he had here on earth. You see, the people of God during Matthew's lifetime would have learned about these people that he listed in the temple, in the synagogues. They learned about them from the teachings of the rabbis. They would have heard these people and their stories who were presented to them as past generations who lived their lives striving to be in oneness with the God whom they worshiped. The people who worshiped the one true God revered and respected these people that, whose names they heard because these were their foreparents. These were their ancestors. For the Hebrews of St. Matthew's time, this came, this listing of generations of good and faithful ancestors came to them as confirmation that Jesus entered their lives into a lineage, into a lineage which they already honored and even venerated. But perhaps this doesn't come all that clearly to us until we pay closer attention to the epistle reading that we heard just moments earlier. And in this reading, as you've heard me give a verse, the Apostle Paul speaks to the Hebrews, and he likewise reminds them of some of these past ancestors of theirs. And Paul, being more of a realist perhaps, gives them not just the fact that they had faithfulness, but also the fact that they suffered these ancestors also suffered through normal trials of life. Might not seem all that normal to you and I in 21st century America, but when we see in the Old Testament describing wars and invasion of, of homes and cities and the loss of ancestral towns and movement of peoples, that was not uncommon, but rather typical trials of life. So you see, the Apostle Paul 
in this passage to the Hebrews. Again, these are the people of Jesus's nation, right? Just like Matthew was speaking to the people who understood who their ancestors were. As we see this, Paul gives us the indication that the culmination of generations striving to live in oneness with God is rewarded in something greater, in someone greater, in Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. He is the culmination of all those generations of people faithful to living in oneness with God. All of these ancestors worthy of veneration whom we heard listed were essentially that foundation that Paul addresses, that foundation upon which the church is built. And the church, my friends, is not a building. The church is the people of God who continue to fervently strive to live in oneness with him. Interestingly, the evangelist Matthew lists the genealogy not of the Virgin Mary, but of Joseph. Further to point out just another little detail that's also meant to awaken us, namely that this foundation in God is not necessarily only relationships of family, but also relationships of nurture. Our ancestry is not just our blood family, but all those who keep the teachings of the Lord God and pass them on from one generation to the next. Now, of course, you might ask, what is Father Tim getting to with all of this insistence on all of these generations of faithful people with strange names difficult to pronounce? I want to read to you another short passage also from the evangelist Matthew, this time from chapter 7. Stay with me here. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house. But it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but this truly scares me. 
Quite simply, I want to drive deeply into your minds and your hearts the reality that you are standing upon a foundation that has been built for you. You are here today because you have been raised in a home built upon generations of faithful people who willingly both rejoiced and suffered to live in oneness with God. Yes, you are here because you have chosen to be here today and every other day. But you did not come out of nothingness and you certainly didn't reach your wisdom by yourself. You are built upon a foundation. And if you are here today, enjoying the faces that you see next to you, it is because our parents and our grandparents have raised us in a house built upon a rock and not just any rock, upon the rock who is Jesus the Christ. But since the city and the church is not just buildings but people, they mature. Yes, brothers and sisters, if our parents and grandparents were our foundation, eventually we become someone else's foundation. Eventually we become the foundation of the rock who is Jesus the Christ to others. Therefore, brothers and sisters, rather than accepting social pressures for financial stature, political success. Perhaps we should embrace the pressure to become that foundation of faithfulness in Christ Jesus to our children and grandchildren and godchildren and all friends and strangers who seek and hunger for that stability of the foundation who is Christ God. Foundations matter, brothers and sisters. Foundations matter for strong households of people. Be faithful. Be strong foundations. Be the foundations of faith in God. Amen.